0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Dr. Christopher Hall Show. And I'm excited to welcome to the program, Dr. Christopher Hall. Dr. Christopher Hall, how are you, Dr. Hall?
1: Well, I'm doing great. Um, you know, just very busy taking care of patients. and uh, But I'm very excited about the guest that we have today. Oh, I'm excited as well, because you can think about it. An NFL
0: athlete that then goes on uh, to a great career after football. We love to hear these stories, because a lot of times, Dr. Hall, the transitioning between life, from one thing to another is a challenge, Dr. All, isn't it?
1: Well, no doubt. I mean, it, it's definitely a challenge, and, and particularly uh, during this time when really things are changing, how people uh, work, whether it's online or uh, uh, and so, what's going on? So, yeah, this is just a very interesting, interesting story.
0: Okay, so introduce our guest, please.
1: Well, no problem. Well, you know, very excited uh, to introduce a uh, former NFL star. Um, an individual who has, um, uh, basically, um, uh, now burst out into business and, uh, who has been a great role model for young people across America. I'd like to welcome to the show, uh, Aiken Adele, welcome to the
2: show, Aiken. Hey, hey, Doc Hall. Uh, hey, Neil, how are you guys doing?
0: Hey, Aiken. it's doing great, fantastic. And you know, oh, great. When you think about like telling me how have you dealt with the pandemic since it started, Aiken? Because it's gotta have been a challenge. I can't believe we're look, talking thirteen months since it, the world changed in so many ways.
2: Yeah, you know, it's uh, it was scary in the beginning. It, it was scary. You know, nobody had an answer. Um, and if you stayed and, and just sat there and uh, watched TV or, you know, any news feed, any outlet, uh, it was dire straits. And so, you know, it, in the beginning, it was very fearful, a lot of fear mongering. And but what we did, uh, my my fiance at the time and I, you know, we we try to drown out the noise. Right. Uh, we, we stopped watching news. We stopped you know, reading. Um, articles just about all the pandemic and the, and the virus and, you know, people, the, the, the message wasn't consistent enough for us. And so we just really just got into ourselves. Um, we, uh, you know, we, we, um, we're people of faith. So we did a lot of prayer. Uh, we studied, went back into the word. Uh, we trusted. Um, 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 we found people that we trust that could have consistent message and honestly, it's been a great thing for our relationship because this pandemic, what it did is either either force you to uh, strengthen your relationship or expose your relationships. Yes. And, uh, and for us, it really strengthened our relationship it strengthened our, our family's dynamic. Uh, my, I, uh, we birthed a daughter, she birthed a daughter. I just watched and <laughs> uh, <laughs> held her congratulations, hand. Congratulations. And so if my daughter's a pandemic baby. And, you know, outside of that, you know, it's, you know, we, we, we navigate the waters. So there's a theme My one of our former coaches, uh, Jack Derrio, used to say, um, and it's uh, called midstream adjust. And it usually happens when in the middle of a situation, in the middle of a game, and everything is chaotic and you just don't know the answer, you learn to midstream adjust, which means you reset your mind, you relax, and you just allow things to come. And so that's what we did. We midstream adjust and got through it. And uh, we're looking forward to everything opening up.
0: Okay, Dr. Hall, what's your first question for Aiken?
1: Well, I mean, this is already an uh, an incredible, you know, uh, story that we're learning about Aiken. And so I'm sure we'll learn a lot more uh, about the brave and wealthy ones. But, you know, Aiken, tell us a little bit about um, kind of where you grew up and a little bit what your family was like and maybe where you went to school. I call it- yeah
2: i am um, so i'm the oldest of four uh, my mother raised four of us by herself by herself um you know i'm three boys and a girl um the cool thing about my story or our my family story is all three boys played in the nfl um being the oh, oldest wow. i i felt the need to set Great. you know set the tempo and set the pace for our family i didn't start playing football until i got to um i was in high school i, I was 13 Uh, My freshman year in high school, I I think I weighed 125 pounds, all of, uh, you know, five, six. Uh, I was a late bloomer. And as soon as I I realized uh, that I could get a scholarship to play football and go to college, and that would pay for my education, my housing, uh, you know, my tuition, and then most importantly, food, I said, okay. This was it. And I started playing football. And, you know, I'm from Dallas, Texas, uh, really urban, Texas, where the original uh, Cowboy uh, Stadium uh, was, was in. And then, you know, went up to Purdue University. I played – you guys may have heard of him. I played with this guy named Drew Brees. Oh, um, yeah. You know, one or two, <laughs> yeah. you know, maybe right a yeah. few people know that guy. So Drew and I, Drew was the offensive captain. I was a defensive captain. Um, and, you know, Drew was a great leader which kind of gave us an example of, you know, how to follow, how to lead uh, and just how to be consistent. You know, you watch Drew on a daily basis. He was out 30 minutes before everybody else. Uh, He was always ahead of the pack. He was always, he was competitive about everything. I don't care if it was darts, (laughs) Pac-Man, eating, Drew was trying to win it all, and you know that gave us a great role model to follow. Um, I got lucky, you know somehow. I was naturally, I was gifted with some talent, and I got drafted in the third round of the 2002 draft <laughs> class. Went to the Jackson Jaguars, played four years there. Uh, then I got to come home and play for the Cowboys, which was a cool deal. Um, uh, Bill Parcells brought me on, and then played a few years in Dallas. He went to Miami to be the uh, VP of football ops and then traded for me, traded for me to go to Miami and played in Miami a few years. And I played in, uh, in Buffalo, my last year in the league. And then after that, you know, I saw a need that, um, I knew that in my, probably my last five years playing, I started investing, got into business. I uh, started understand, trying to understand some finance and financial literacy and, and try to figure out how to, um, basically not lose all of my money, uh, right. how to, how to grow, how to set a legacy up. And after, you know, I, I chose to walk away from the game, I went to grad school. I figured that all my peers in undergrad from the time I got drafted and went to the league, they all went into the workforce and they had a 10 right. year, you know, a 10 year head start. And so I went to grad school to narrow that gap um, from grad school, uh, which I went to George Washington University in D.C., from there, I moved up to New York and uh, did an intern for a private equity company, uh, and then I started my own private equity company with my business partners back then. And I focus on the private equity side; they focus on the wealth management side. And for the last six, seven years, you know that, that's what I was doing. And recently, I had a insurance company uh, reach out to me and asked me to be part of their. Uh, executive team and, and and to help them grow and help them lead. And so I I've, I've made that transition uh, into world insurance. Uh, that's the name of the company. Uh, my division is so insurance out in Miami, Florida. And that's what I'm into now. It uh, focuses employee benefits. Um, um, if you think about um, 401k, employee benefits, voluntary um, insurance, that's my focus uh, now. So it's been a, it's been a ride, um, you know, Just transitioning. Yeah, this is a great story so far.
0: I got to take you back. And then Dr. All of course, I love the, that summary. Wow. <laughs> a journey playing with Drew Brees. Did you learn certain things from Drew? Did you know that Drew's going to be such a great leader at that point in time?
2: Oh, hands down, hands down. Uh, there was no doubt. Uh, physically, you look at him. Um, he doesn't pose any threat. You know, he doesn't make you afraid. Uh, but his, his work ethic on a daily basis, um, he never gave up. Uh, like I said, he was one of those guys, I mean, we would have practice at, you know, 2 o'clock. Drew's out there at 1.30, 1.15, warming up, throwing. Um, our, our indoor facility had this net and it had these dots on these nets and Drew every day was set up five yards and would try to hit these dots from five yards, from 10 yards, from 15, 20, all the way down to 60. Uh, he was so passionate about the game, and he became such a student of the game that you didn't have a choice. I mean, in our time there, we won the Big Ten. We went to a bowl game every year. We played in the Rose Bowl. Um, so you either you, know, you either would follow or you got left behind. And you know, that, that was the example and the legacy that he left there. And wow. you can see, obviously, continued on into the
0: league. Exactly. That was when Purdue was really, really good for sure. <laughs> the time yeah, was yeah we're trying to
2: get him back. We're trying it's
0: to get it. Dr. Hall, what question do you have for Aiken next?
1: Well, I mean, it's just an incredible story. And he mentions a lot of important things, you know, uh that you know, uh, basically a uh, passion, uh hard work, uh consistency. And you know, that's what I was referring to his name. Uh, you know, akin I, I think in the, 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 the Yoruba language means brave and wealthy, wealthy one. So but anyway, tell us a little bit about um, just uh, uh, making that transition. You said going to graduate school at George Washington University, which is a great school. I mean, uh, you know, that you kind of like shifted gears and you had to uh, be disciplined. So, you know, how hard, is it, how important is it for say, even young people today to be disciplined uh, to, to finish a goal or what they want to do, particularly in school? Yeah, you
2: know, I mean, Doc. I mean, you can obviously relate to this. Um, that there has to be something in life that you want to pursue and you're willing to dive into. Yes.
1: Um,
2: and and no matter what it is, no matter what the outcome is, but you're willing to give yourself to. And I did that with football, right? Um, I poured everything. I had people back at home. I, I grew up humble beginnings. I mean, we were so poor we couldn't afford the the O and and poor. Um, like we were to the point where we me and my brothers we slept on the mattress that was on the floor in one room oh
1: um,
2: it, you know so you come from that by, background Brother. and you understand understanding if you don't do something if you don't take control of your life you know it, you know other people are going to control your life and so that's what i did and i used all those um, um lessons from growing up and all that work that i i gave myself to the ball i thought that okay if i can do that and make it to the highest point of of, of a sport that I can do the same with whatever other career I chose. And so that was what that transition was. I said, okay, if I'm gonna make this transition into life and I call it like civilian life, is to to pull myself into it. And that's what I did. I said, okay, one, I need need education. I need to get educated. I need to uh, reduce the gap between my peers that went into the workforce and for myself when I went into play play professional uh, sports. And the education aspect helped me out a lot. It, it helped me and it created a, a, a network for me of uh, people that I could reach out to. And then, you know, I, I went and uh, worked for a private record, uh, a wealth management company. And in doing that, I started to understand the nuance of the industry. Now I'm still, I was still green. I was still trying to learn it, but I, I could, start to understand the terminologies and I could, un- I could speak the language. And there were a lot of times, guys, let me tell you, I sat in rooms where I was probably the dumbest person in that room, right? Uh. But, you, but the more times you show up, the more times you get up and the more times you show up, all of a sudden things start to click. Things start to make sense. People start to gravitate towards you because they see that you're consistent. They see that you're passionate and they see that you want to learn. And those are the things that you if you always bring that to the table, I would say nine, 10, nine out of ten times people give you a shot. Exactly. And I think what the hardest
0: thing you did is the kind of thing I did. I mean, I didn't play at the highest level that you did. In prof- I was a professional wrestler in the minor leagues. I didn't play at the highest level, but I decided after to quit when I was very young. Uh, I mean, I was in minor leagues of pro wrestling, 1999, Bremen, Germany hit the peak where I got to wrestle overseas where you kind of next step to the WWE. It just didn't feel like I was where I wanted to be. And I was very young at that point, still only like 27, 28. And I just said, okay, I'm going to go back and become a teacher. So I had to do the same kind of humble beginning in a way of just kind of a lot. Well, I'm used to being in the spotlight. I'm used mm-hmm. to being the star. I'm used to being the guy that always people see I'm a legitimate 6'10". Now I'm going to go back, sit in a classroom In our brain is what matters now. It's not in our work ethic. It's not what we tamed as athletes. I was a college basketball player, D3. You know, I'm just used to that. But now, oh, all that's gone away. Now it's professional life, which kind of transitioned me to an entrepreneur today, where I think entrepreneurs are the best bet for an athlete in a lot of ways sometimes working for people but really being in control of leading because we're leaders but when we go to the classroom we're students not leaders anymore and it's a challenge especially if it's a different activity so did you have that same kind of thing i mean i i had a 4.0 in grad school so i did really well in grad school but i'm just saying it still was hard to after being in school and such a break in school to go back at the age kind of almost probably we went back to the age at the same time to school would you agree
2: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well said. It's exactly the same way for me. You know, you, I really had to humble myself because like you said, if you're used to being the man and you used to people. Not the man like you, but that's that's, that's I'm sure, I'm sure you were. Don't, don't downplay. Uh, You know, you really do have to humble yourself. Um, But, you know, but that was, that was the thing though, you know, Neil, is that you said it well, you know, when you just say, as far as, the, the tangibles that you bring to the table as a former athlete right and you look at the us going into I did the entrepreneur thing and that's what not that I, I was successful at it or I had great momentum but I got to a place where I felt stuck and I got to a place where I always need to I always need to grow and I always continue to elevate right. um, one of my things that I think people recognize in me you know that I was a hard worker and I was I'm a good I'm a good leader I would say that but there are certain things in the business world that I felt that I lacked and so again in where I am transitioning to now into the insurance business is one of those things that I did 10 years ago where I had to humble myself recognize the things that I lack and then try to find a way to absorb it or to gain that knowledge and so yeah I chose I purposely and things you know just, I'm a man of faith, so I, for some reason, I do believe that things work out the way they're supposed to work out, and the timing of uh, this group reaching out to me and where my mindset was uh, at the time was perfect. It lined up to where I was looking to grow somewhere else. And, and you learned the, being in an organization. And, 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 and to grow, and, and yeah. they reached out to me. I saw an opportunity where they recognized my value as being a former athlete, as going into a space where I knew absolutely nothing about and, and, and going in and learning and, in, and making some headways in there. And they said, okay, this is a guy that knows how to adapt. This is a guy that knows how to shape himself and, and come in and evolve and add value in, in some aspects. And that's what I'm doing now. Um, one of the reasons, and I'll say this real quick, that I did choose to go with this group is because they have a, they have a strong leader uh, that I believe that I can learn from, Rachel Sapoznik. Yeah. Um, you know, if you look, if you Google her, she started her business thirty four years ago. Uh, she was folding sheets and pillows in a, in a um, at an department store, transitioned and started this this business. And watching and doing my due diligence on her and seeing her leadership style and the things that she's done for her business. Uh, there's somebody I knew that that was somebody that I could gain a lot of knowledge from and learn from, and wherever it, it, that transitions to, I know that I'll be better off. Exactly. Whatever and, God takes me after that.
0: And see, and see, that's the thing. I ended up having to leave my full time business to take a job. Then I've left my full time business, my full time job again to take the business. But I learned in three years so many things that I take now to running an organization or my company that I did not have that knowledge base three years ago to be able to handle what I'm handling today by being in the inner of being in a corporate world and seeing and learning and living in that corporate world, Dr. Hall. So let's go to the next question for him. But we have a lot of similarities for sure. We're going to to definitely uh, talk offline about the similarities. All right, Dr. Hall, next question.
1: Oh, no problem. No problem. And see. And that's, the, that's the fabric of, 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 of America, really. You know, uh, you know, uh, people like a kid, you know, the humbleness he talks about where he comes from, you know, Hey, we had to sleep on the floor on a mattress. Uh, but you know, he's very humble. He leaves out things about himself being a scholar athlete, you know, at Purdue. Uh, you know, they say things like, well, I was the dumbest guy in the room. And and what they're saying is, hey, I was the the most listening guy in the room, and I wasn't talking. So it's very incredible. So now, tell us a little bit about um, the the Dream uh, Builders Dream Foundation. Builders. And, you know, you've gotten involved in in those uh, you know, types of foundations. Tell us about that, and uh, how important is that for uh, motivating young people?
2: Yeah. So this is to my core who I am is giving back and being a servant. Uh, that's one of the things that I do naturally, and I, I know that that's my calling. In 2006, I started a foundation. I I think I just came to Dallas at the time, playing for the Cowboys. But I started a foundation called Aiken's Path, and what I did at the time, I mentored high school students. I would pick five high school students, and I would mentor them, and I'll take them. We do community activities, and then I'll take them out, you know, once a month. And then I transitioned that from Aiken's path into what we now call the dream builders in 2010, 2011. What I saw was I saw a need. I saw that my teammates and my colleagues and my friends around me also wanted to be involved in the community and also wanted to start their own foundations, but I had problems either having um, you know, uh, having people set it up for them or they were not as effective as they would like. So I used my foundation as an umbrella to make them partners, and we like to call them captains um, of our foundation, and where it's all kids and youth initiatives. So what we focus on is kids and youth. Uh, our three three of our main programs: education, extracurricular activities, and nutrition. And we model a lot of our partnerships uh, with the corporate world and with our captains based around those three uh, initiatives. Um, you know, we, we're we're in we've been in thirty two um nfl cities uh, we've partnered with uh, nba players mlb players we've raised and donated over four million dollars in the last uh 10 years uh so it's something that we're passionate about and um, supposit and world insurance who i'm with now is also partnering with us to also continue to do a lot of the work that we're doing because they see the value add in that
0: That's tremendous work you're doing. The community where you're coming through that, Dr. Hall's looking to get his foundation running. COVID kind of took a backseat, wanting to work with. We were working a lot, thinking, looking, looking at a lot of the NFL athletes and other people and partner with his foundation. He really wants to work with kids, but partner with organizations like your own. So we'll definitely have to look at that connectivity at one point in time. All right, so Dr. Hall, go ahead and uh, summarize Aiken for us, guys. All right, (laughs) no, Dr. Hall, no pressure. He, he's good at summarizing watch.
1: Uh, no problem, no problem. I mean, this is, this is pretty much, um, I would say, a story of the playbook of America of how, uh, you know, to come from a humble background, to focus, and to show others how, 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 how to do it and how to be motivational. Um, and so that's what he's done. Um, you know, um, he was, uh, he's been very disciplined, very consistent, made choices, that that you know would show other people, hey, this is the way you do it, and then he's gotten back a lot, but he's given a lot, and so those things of passion, um you know, uh, finding someone like Drew Brees, finding a leader, learning from them, okay, and then using your talents to teach other people to give back to com- communities, foundations. Wow, uh I mean, during this time where we're emerging from COVID, this is a, this is really the message that we need here in America. So, wow, very excited that you came on the show today, and- uh wish you all the best too in the future.
2: Well, thank you. Thank you, Dr. Hall. Good awesome. good summary. I, I appreciate the time. I know I know you could be doing anything right now and, and I know you've been saving lives. So I appreciate you taking the time and just having me and you know and that's speaking.
0: Yeah, he wrote a <laughs> of the court, uh, about he how he was uh ward of the court to be a successful doctor and author and, an entrepreneur. So fantastic uh, journey, Dr. Hall's had. So Aiken, is there a place we connect with you best place? Where can we go for people to check you out?
2: Yes. Um, I'm, I'm getting engaged and more active on social media. So the Aiken project on Instagram, um, Twitter, that's uh, my name. You can find me on there. Uh, usually those are the two best places. Um, I have some of the other ones. I'm still learning to navigate those, but especially Instagram and Twitter. Hey, we need to talk.
0: Uh, the, trust me. I, I I do that stuff. And I don't know if you've jumped on Clubhouse yet. If you have an iPhone. Yes,
2: yes. Are you I, on Clubhouse? Make sure you I, I am. Clubhouse. I have to get, I have to get engaged in it, though. Well, I, then, not- I could
0: talk to someone else about that. I want to take the initiative to reach back out to you on that end. So just make sure you go ahead and, and text me, but anyone has, can have my number. It's 412-523-0289, but I'll send it to the public, your publicist to let them know, you know, I definitely want to stay off, have a conversation offline, but I can put it out there. My phone number, let's take some action today, but Chris, again, awesome show. Great guest. And we'll talk soon. Okay. All right. all right, See guys. guys. Okay? All right. That was the
2: Dr. Christopher Hall show guys. Take care.